Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing today? I have missed you. And you know what? It's good to be back. It's good to be home. Um, I'm super excited about our guest. Now, this is a guest that has been on um, before, and she is coming back because she just released another book. And I love it when we when we have the guests that really, I feel like, strike a nerve um, with maybe not only myself, but you as well. So we have her back on today. But before we get to that interview, I just want to say to each and every one of you, thank you so much. We have been overwhelmed by how many of you guys are actually downloading, listening, gleaning, learning, being challenged by what we do. And um, that has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the spirit of God and how he orchestrates these shows. And um, I just want to say, you know, as I, we, I mean, Cassie and I have traveled thousands and thousands of miles in the last few uh, months. And I just want to say it was so refreshing to hear uh, what you guys have learned and um, j- just just to know that what we do matters and God working through us and the spirit of God is is really infiltrating your lives. It's it is it has just been an honor. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, in the spirit of the spirit of God infiltrating your life, um, I want to go ahead and introduce my guest today. Her name is Darina Williamson. Now she wrote a book, children's book colorful that we had on, uh, um, I believe it was at the beginning of the year, um, where she talked all about uh, how it is beautiful um, to, to you know, be of a different skin tone, different uh, skin color, and how we should applaud that and celebrate the different races that we see in our society. And I could not have agreed more with that. You guys know um, that I we have a biracial family. And um, it just it, it really ministered to my heart. And I know when my children get old enough to be able to understand the book, it will minister to them just as much as it ministered to me. But she's written another book uh, called Thoughtful. And I want to go ahead and, and, and um, welcome her on the show. Welcome, Darina. How are you today? I am doing amazingly well. I'm so happy to be talking with you again. <laughs> how was the first book, Darina? How did it go? Tell me tell me everything. Tell me how it went, uh, releasing oh, Colorful. And what was the feedback like um, from that release? Well, it was my first book, baby, the first book that I released out into the world. And so the first is just really a special um, it's just it's it's just really special because you've never done it before, so you're wide eyed and you're just excited about every little thing. And I hope that I I feel like I've continued that with this second book. But the first of anything, you know, your first child, you love all the children that God gives you, but the first <laughs> one is just your induction in, right? Yes. And so um, I still look back at the video when I first my first view, the first time I got to handle it and see it after praying and talking and working for years. And so it has been really pure joy to Mm. converse with people um, from all walks of life, whether it's um, a single 
woman who said in my book signing that she was buying the book for herself. Either not for a child, not for a friend, but for herself. I love and it. And that touched, that touched me that she wanted to own that book for herself, whether it was just wanting to support a black author or, or whatever her reason was. But then I signed books for future grandkids, you know, parents who have kids that may be married, may not be, but said, I'm going to buy your books for my future grandchildren, which is so humbling to think that, you know, generations to come will be able to declare the work of God through Mm -hmm. that book. And then, you know, I've had sweet babies who are not even reading yet, who've come up to me holding the book, pointing to uh, you know, the different children in the book, you know, maybe a black child pointing to one of the black kids or a biracial child pointing to one of the lighter-toned kids. And, and I see this resonance for them mm-hmm. that that little person looks like me. And that just, that's all the field because you, yeah. you understand that this child may not understand the words, may not be able to read the words, but they're getting the message. Yeah. And so all, all of those, as well as, you know, kids who are excited that there's a Imani in the book and their name is Imani, um, <laughs> you know, of course, of course, parents saying, you know, what a blessing it is um, to remind their children and reiterate um, and maybe teach for the first time, you know, these truths that are, that are gospel-centered, that we are all God's wonderful work and um, to celebrate all the colors God gave us, including the colors of our skin. Yeah. I just, um, like I've said before, loved it, loved it so much. I felt like it represented my family because my family is not well represented. You know, there's not a ton of biracial families out there. And mm-hmm. um, so I I absolutely love it. But on the hill, heels of Colorful, by the way, you can get Colorful everywhere books are sold. I would highly suggest that you do this, um, that you pick up this book for your children Christmas is coming up, you know, it's a, it would be a great stocking stuffer. But on the heels of Colorful, you've also written uh, another children's book called Thoughtful. Um, so give me, uh, wh- wh- what is Thoughtful about and what does that, that cover? Thoughtful is a beautiful story similar to Colorful in that it is giving representation to um, diverse ethnicity. And so I'm featuring a sweet boy named Ahanu, who is Native American. And then um, my sweet brown girl, Imani from Colorful, makes an appearance again. And so this book centers Ahanu, who also, in addition to being Native American, he has Down syndrome. Mm. And he receives an award for being thoughtful at his school. And his friend Joshua um, is excited for him. But then later on, Joshua overhears some boys say some, some mocking um, remarks about Ahanu. And Joshua's really grieved because Ahanu's his friend, and he was really proud of him. And so this book um, gives another teachable conversation that um, reinforces, again, a, another gospel truth, that we are all God's workmanship, that we all are uniquely gifted and that we all have a shared value. And so um, I hope in this story that it just brings home that truth and gives parents, grandparents, Sunday school teachers, adults that influence kids another opportunity to um, have a teachable conversation that reminds us that we're all valuable. And so now these books are written, what age would you say would be uh, 
would cover these specific books, um, what what age would it be relevant for, for a child to pick up this book and have it read to them? This book um, targets ages four to eight. Okay. Um, okay. So that's the, that's the targeted age. Um, but I, I've been having conversations with parents who are reading it to older elementary kids. And I think because there's, you know, an element of, of Ahanu um, being bullied, now it's not targeted, it's not in his face, but it's overheard by his friend. And I think that, that aspect is really relevant to all school kids mm-hmm. because um, this book does um, have a background, you know, with, with a school assembly and, um, and it's a, a public school with a diverse population. And I think that, that because of the conversation I'm having with parents particularly and the opportunity to read it in schools, it's really going to be relevant to all school age kids because there's a lot of great um, truth and, and, and lesson to be gained um, for kids who are interacting with peers. So I would say all school ages, but I also, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of relevance for younger kids because, as we know, it doesn't take you being a, a classically school-aged kid, you know, a kindergartner and up to um, not only experience bullying or experience um, kids being, being spoken negatively about, you know, this happens with our kiddos at home, our toddlers. Yeah. So, you know, these are important lessons that, that definitely can start much younger than school age. But the specific age group targeted is ages four to eight. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Darina, I have four children. One is about to turn 13. Oh, my goodness. I can't even believe that. Um, but I have, I have a 13-year-old girl who is in seventh grade, 10-year-old son who is in fifth grade, and then I have two three-and-a-half-year-olds. And... Um, you know, my 10-year-old and my thir- almost 13-year-old come home almost regularly and have conversations with me. You know, we do the standard, how was your day, when they get in the car. And it does not matter, Darina, if someone told them that they were elected president of the world they will pick Mm -hmm. out the one negative comment that was told to them that day. I just had a conversation with my daughter. We were, they were, uh, her 13th birthday party is coming up and we made her these beautiful um, invitations, which I thought were stunning. And, and Darina, they were, they were, they were good. They were good girl. Like we, like we went all out. This is is 13, (laughs) right? This is 13. And she comes home and she, she, she said, I said, did you hand out your invitation? She said, yes, but one person didn't like them. And I said, why? And it's got a, pic, a, port, a picture of her on the front, which she looked beautiful. And I thought we need to do this up for her 13th birthday. And rather than the other, all the other kids that said how much they love them, she focused on this one negative person. And it made me so mad because my husband and I spent time whatever, putting this whole thing together and, and uh, this whole invitation together. And that's the one thing that she heard. She didn't even hear everything, all the, all the, all the positive things that were happening. And um, it really sort of, I, w- I knew that we, you were going to come on the show, but it started, it, it just, it got me in that frame of mind of even middle school kids that need to be taught lessons just like this. I mean, it's it's kind of odd for us to pick up a children's book and read it to a middle school kid. But if your middle school child is having issues making fun of or bullying, which we know middle school is horrific to go through, 
maybe maybe you do need to get back to the basics and pick up a book like Thoughtful and read it through and talk about bullying and how everyone is made differently. I I feel like this is these 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 basics if they're not taught when the kid is young, um it gets worse and worse and worse and no one likes an adult who's a bully either. So um Absolutely. That's that's what I want to ask you that. <laughs> the the age because, you know, don't be I I guess just a charge to my listeners today. Don't think your kid is too old. Now, if they're 27, yeah, they're probably too old. But, you know, in that middle school age range, I would say this is this is an easy way for you to have a conversation about, hey, are you being the bully or are you not? What what would you say to that, Darina? I absolutely agree. Um, and, and I'm not saying this as a, a plug specifically for Thoughtful. Um, you know, our, our worship ministry, um, our worship director used a children's book, um, and I think the title of it was The Day, something about the crayons, The Day the Crayons Quit, or something about crayons. And I'd not seen the book. This was like two years ago. But I've seen it now on Barnes & Noble, and it was so intriguing to me because, you know, when she brought it out, it sort of piqued all of our interest, like, oh, it's a children's book. And we were all adults. And mm. she read this children's book to us, and it was basically about how all the, the red crayons, everything that was colored red was protesting because green was getting more attention. And it, it was it was mm. kind of humorous, but... The fact that it was a children's book, it didn't make us go, now, we're not kids. So why is she? It was sort of like, oh, this is charming and sweet. But the message was like, oh. I mean, it didn't take long for us to understand the application for us as adults. And I think spiritually, we need to remind ourselves that Jesus used children Mm -hmm. so often Mm -hmm. in his teaching. You know, he used parables to teach important truths. He broke them down into, you know, applicable ways that his audience could gain and understand, you know, using a mustard seed, you know, using a fish. You know, he would call a child into the midst when his disciples were arguing about greatness and say, look, guys, you need to become like this child. And he often reminded us that we need to come into the kingdom as children. And so when I wrote these books, Autumn, to be honest, I was not just thinking about kids. Mm. I was writing these books thinking about we adults who Mm. also need to come to the kingdom like children, not being childish, (laughs) as my husband has been preaching, not being childish, but being childlike. And there's a difference. We often do act childish, and Mm. and we need to call ourselves out. You know, we say things, and we do things, and we we have tantrums, and we pout, and we, we we are very much like the children that we're trying to raise. And I think that's why Jesus reminds us, you need to come like a child with humility, with sincerity, with an open heart that's ready to learn. And so in that vein, I think the lessons of thoughtful are so relevant for, for not only elementary age kids, but middle school kids, even our high schoolers. I mean, how awful it is to continue to read about yeah. older kids who are, you know, committing suicide or or having horrendous things done to them Mm -hmm. because of bullying. And so I think that this message is is relevant far beyond young children. And I think the truths of it are are core values that some of us need to be reminded of and and really ask God to to really impact our hearts in, in a renewed way. You know what? You don't have to go too far to understand that adults need this book, too. I mean, just log on to Twitter. I have never seen so much. I cannot even I can't even sit on Twitter for like 10 minutes. 
Because I'll scroll through and it's one insult after another and it's calling one Mm -hmm. person out after another. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, things that aren't even true. People are saying about uh, about other people. And and I I mean, it's just horrendous. So I think I think the world needs to be a little more thoughtful, (laughs) Darina, don't you think? Absolutely. And I was praying this morning and just thinking about how, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit Mm-hmm. that Galatians talks about is kindness. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we, as believers especially, I think this audience is going to mainly, primarily be people who follow Jesus. Yeah. And one of the fruits that the Holy Spirit calls us to have him produce or to be yielded um, to his production in our lives is kindness. Yeah. And, and so, you know... As we teach these things to our children, I think one of the beautiful things of having children in our lives, whether we are blessed with children of our own through adoption, through birth, or whether we're influencing children, and that's most of us adults, you know, through church, through neighborhoods, I think one of the blessings of having children in our lives is we get called out on the things that we are trying to teach them. Yeah. And so <laughs> how is it that we would tell them and teach the values of thoughtful about, um, you know, seeing the gifts in other people and yet we are constantly criticizing um, and putting down other people. And so I think God uses the children to remind us that you are still my child mm-hmm. and you have a lot that you still need to learn. And, and, and so that's humbling. But I think that's what God desires, and that's why the Holy Spirit is longing to produce that fruit. And, and I think we, we have a drought, and I think mm-hmm. we need to ask Him and yield ourselves to Him and say, Holy Spirit, you know, have your way in me and, and produce this particular fruit in bountiful ways so that those who don't follow Jesus can see that witness and not just um, in the way that we live, but in the things that come out of our mouth. I so, think that, I you know, think that's, a, we had a um, guest on here. Oh my goodness. I'm going to totally blank on his name, Michael. Oh gosh. I can't even think of it right now, but his book was called Growing Down. And um, his book was all about how, you know, we've gotten too smart for our own good. We need to get back to the basics. And, um, you know, Dorina, when you say kindness is a fruit of the spirit, the the Bible puts that verse in there to tell us this is evidence. A fruit of the spirit is evidence that Mm -hmm. the spirit of God is alive at work and in your life. And if you are not distributing or displaying kindness, you lack the evidence of the Spirit of God. I think that this is, I mean, I know it's a children's book and I'm supposed to be talking to you about kids, but I'm telling you right now, this is a right now word for politics. This is a right now word for our communities. This is a right now word for this racial divide that we see when we're supposed to be unified in Christ. This is a right now word. Um, it I'm might, on. it might seem basic, but you know what? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to get back to basics. We need, we need, yes, we need to start thinking differently just because society preaches hate doesn't mean that it is evidence of the spirit of God in their life. Ooh, okay. Woo. All right. I'm That's right. Here. No, girl, you, <laughs> you are, you are preaching. You are bringing it and you are right on. And I hope that everyone who's listening is not just saying, you know, you know, bring it autumn, get it autumn. But we're also saying, and Lord, 
examine me. Yes. You know, say, search my heart, you know, and see if there's any wicked way in me. And, and we just all raise our hands and say, yes, Lord, there is. Forgive us. And, mm. you know, ask, ask him to grow that, to, to produce that so that we're not telling our children Mm-hmm. You should be kind, and, and I hope that we are. We can't even take for granted that adults are teaching that. Some of us may actively be teaching our children not to be kind, and, and so we need to be checked on that because that is not the way of the cross. That's not the way of following Jesus, you know, who mm-hmm. laid down his life. Um, and it calls us to deny ourselves and take up our cross just like him. Yes. So, you know, in this aspect, when we're talking about teaching this to our children, this is God's truth, and he does not lie, mm-hmm. and he's called us bear that fruit. And it's his work in us. Like you said, it's evident. And, yeah. and so, you know, all the more I say, please, you know, use this book as an opportunity. It's a graceful way. It's a great message, wonderfully illustrated, and, and just a, a great opportunity to read it with your children, with your grandchildren, with your kids in your neighborhood, even in school, volunteer, bring it to read it in school. Um, and, and just, you know, create a renaissance of kindness. Why, why not? I think yeah. it's, it's a right, right time for that. It's amazing. You know, I mean, one of the things I do want to talk to you as we transition a little bit is um, the, the fact that this was done um, with a child with Down syndrome. And I know that that has been, as a mom of four children, um, you know, that has been a conversation in our home about, you know, you know, kids, they have simple questions about why is why is this person like this or why is this person like this? Um, and and uh, y- you you sort of talk about how you can start a conversation with your kids about children with I think it well, let me let me find it. I don't want to misquote you. Those who are differently abled. Why don't you talk about that here just for a second? Sure. Well, I I use a Hanu. Um, a child with Down syndrome as our model, and he was inspired by my nephew, Josiah, who is gifted with Down syndrome. And, you know, as believers, we love to quote and wear the T-shirts about Psalm 139, you know, 14, that we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. But, you know, sometimes we say things and we we sort of make them just a, a fun little trite thing, and we don't really engage with the bold truth Right. of what God means in that. And so my nephew, with that chromosome difference, is remarkably made. Mm. He's no mistake. There's no accident there. And that goes for every person who may have a different ability that's apparent physically, or it may be something that's not physically apparent. And those are tougher conversations with children because right. you know, it may not be a difference that's noticeable with someone's arm or with their face, but it may be something that's um, you know, that's invisible. And so I, I want to use this book as an opportunity for parents if they're not having these conversations, if it's not relevant for them because they are in community with people who are differently able, whether that's school, whether that's in church, whether that's in their neighborhood, whether it's like me having a family member, you know, Down syndrome became relevant for me when my sister, you know, when this was diagnosed in her pregnancy, it all of a sudden became something that was up close and personal for me. Mm. But I understand that for many people, um, they're not engaged in communities where their children are, are seeing this as just a normal part of life. Yes, my friend is in a wheelchair. This is my friend who has Down syndrome, and I just welcome that as just another unique aspect of that person. I want to encourage those parents, grandparents, you know, church communities, to be proactive 
and having these conversations and the parent connection in the back of Thoughtful is a great way to open up dialogue. Um, you know, you don't have a one-and-done, all-inclusive conversation at one time at your dinner table. You know, these are right. ongoing conversations, but I hope that Thoughtful will sort of prompt mm-hmm. in parents' minds if they're not having those conversations to, to use the book as an opportunity and then let your kids ask those wonderfully curious, um, sometimes awkward questions instead of, you know, leaving it open and blank and then they, you know, see someone in a grocery store or on the playground and they blurt out something or point to someone and then create, you know, that awkward moment that then you're you're facing, oh, well, what do I say or how do I respond and, and in a way that's gracious and doesn't increase awkwardness. You know, perhaps if you're having these conversations, then your child would see this person and just reflect. Yeah. You know, that's a different, a difference. And difference is not bad. It's just different. It's just different. You know what? Um, the name of the book is called Thoughtful. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful, um, story, uh, uh, that I truly believe needs to be in everyone's hands. Um, especially little kids, uh, this holiday season, I encourage mm-hmm. you to go pick up this book, Thoughtful, anywhere books are sold. Um, the author's name, who has been my guest all day, is uh, Darina Williamson. Darina, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you so much, Autumn, for having me, for allowing me to share, and congratulations to you on your book release. I'm thank so excited you. for your tour, and I pray that it's just a great blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Mile Show on the Word 100.7 FM.